This is Courtney King, and you're listening to the Self Love Language Podcast. Here, we have a variety of topics and a very diverse group of special guests. So be prepared to talk about everything from relationships to mental health. So pull up a chair. You're with friends. Hey guys, it's Courtney, and we're back with another episode, and this time we have a guest. Hello, what's going on, guys? This is Zach. (laughs) This is my boyfriend. He's nervous. He won't admit that, but he definitely is. So, be prepared for awkward conversation, more than likely. (laughs) So, I brought Zach. I told you guys in the last episode that I was going to have a special guest on the next episode, and I guess you could consider him special. Specialist is going to get right here. Okay. Um... I wanted to bring him on here because I wanted the first episode, the first real episode to be about like mental health from the aspect of someone that has been officially diagnosed with mental health issues and like mental health. Like I have an anxiety disorder and I've been diagnosed with depression and I wanted to have that aspect And the aspect of someone else that hasn't been officially diagnosed with anything, but feels as if they, would you say that you feel like you have a mental health issue or? I would say so. Okay. I hate saying mental health issue. I feel like that's just. Has a stigma around it. Yeah. It's like offensive, but I like, what would you say that you feel like you have and how long do you feel like you felt that way? I would say probably. Bipolar disorder, I would say so. You honestly feel like that, though? I think so. And what makes you feel that way? Because, I don't know, because we all know bipolar disorder, a lot of people like to label it as, you know, switching moods. Mm-hmm. But it also, as you educated me on it, it's actually your highs are very high and your lows are very low. And for me, that's very relevant in my life on how it how things transpired. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't, f- like, I'm not a psychologist or anything like that, obviously. But I don't feel like you have, I wouldn't say that you have bipolar disorder. I feel like, you know, I don't know how deep we're going to get in this conversation. But I feel like, you know, you've had things happen in your life. Like, very traumatic events. And I feel like they've just affected you, you know, in any way they possibly would to anybody else. So, I don't know. I've, would you say you have anxiety? I feel like you you have anxiety. I mean, I don't know. I don't know much about it. Well, I know that you, for as long as I've known you and we've been together, I've definitely seen you have, like, anxiety and panic attacks. Yeah. Yeah. True. But I don't know. Like I said, he's not officially diagnosed. He's never been diagnosed with anything. So I really wanted to talk about that. And from the perspective of someone that's been diagnosed with it, I know that it took me a long time. Like, I feel like I was scared. And it's always had a negative stigmatism stigmatism around it. Especially, like, my family. They've never really talked about mental health. They don't really know anything about it. They're not educated on it. So, I didn't get diagnosed with anything. I got diagnosed with my anxiety disorder when I was 15 and then depression when I was in college. So. Yeah, and I I can, I certainly come from a place of like my family 
or some specific people in my family think anxiety is a root of not doing anything for a certain amount of time and then you have just this so much energy and you need to unleash it and that's anxiety for some reason. Yeah, a lot of people are educated though on mm-hmm. it. And it's not necessarily anything that you can be mad at people about either because like I've always said, if you don't go through it, you don't know. You don't know what it feels like. And especially with like our parents and they grew up in a generation where, you know, you mental health wasn't really a a front running thing as it is today. No, yeah, exactly. It's definitely it's it's definitely made more of an appearance. I feel like in comfortability aspect because we're so much more likely to talk about it now, which is good because we should be talking about it. Although, like I know, mental health is a sensitive topic. Even, like, on the side where you don't have it and you don't know, it's sensitive in the aspect of you don't understand it. And as humans, we don't like things that we don't understand. Well, like, as of now, why do you think people don't understand it? Like, even, like, my generation and somewhat of your generation, they aren't really well-versed on mental health and certain, like, anxieties and disorders and other things. I feel like we're not knowledgeable about it because we weren't taught to be knowledgeable about it. We go through a school system that just, even in health class, you don't learn about mental health in school. Like, sure, we have counselors and we have people that say they're there, you know, if we need someone to talk to. But we're never really taught, I feel like sometimes until it's too late, what mental health is and why it's so important. Especially if you grew up in a home where your own family and the ones that you're constantly surrounded around, they don't know what these things are. They, they've never experienced them, so they don't know how to educate you. So do you think, like, the next generation of, like, teachers, parents, and, like, professors and whatnot, do you think it's going to be a better place of, like, understanding Oh, yeah. Growth. I feel like we're in a shift currently. I feel like we're in an aspect right now, like a point in our, all of our lives, in society, honestly, where we're shifting. And a new generation is coming up, my generation. And he said earlier, my generation, your generation, because he is a couple years younger than me. And we're not technically in the same generation. So um, I feel like my generation that is up right now and that are becoming the teachers and the nurses and the parents I feel like yeah we're definitely in a good spot to be teaching people those lessons like our children and and the kids and people around us because I mean they say that my generation is the millennials that we have the biggest count of mental health issues like anxiety and depression so yeah and like that's coming off the cusp of, like, the baby boomers, the, like, the Gen X and mm-hmm. people like that who grew up in a, who grew up in a childhood and were raised, especially in the South, to be honest. I feel like that's a big point because a lot of, like, the North and over near the more West Coast, it's a lot more progressive. Mm-hmm. But in in the South, it's very regressive whenever it comes to mental health. Yeah, and... What makes it hard is the lack of knowledge. Hmm. 
And what also makes it difficult is people, there are so many people that don't want to know. They don't try to understand. Like, I know for a really long time, my mom, when we first figured out that I had some, you know, some form of diagnosis, she didn't understand. And I could tell the frustration that was within her because it almost felt like she was taking it out on me. But in reality, she just didn't understand. And that was something on my end that I had to also understand was that it wasn't that you know, she was trying to be mean or anything. It was that she just didn't get it. And I can't Mm -hmm. be necessarily mad at her for that either. Like, she can't be mad at me for having these things Mm -hmm. to deal with. So, if you were to get, like, not anybody in relation to us, if you were to get someone who was like your mom, how would you explain to them mental health? I feel like if someone came up to me that generally and wholeheartedly wanted to understand mental health, I think I would be very confused Mm -hmm. because not many people, like, go out of their way to understand it because it's, it's out of their norm. But I feel like I would start off by explaining that Mental health is important, whether you have a mental health, like a disorder or not, whether you have depression or bipolar disorder or anxiety, your mental health is a universal thing. Everyone has a mental health. And I feel like that's the most important part, the first part to remember, because we need to take care of ourselves, whether that be doing little things throughout the day or throughout your week that make you happy or, you know, fill your own bucket. Because that's one thing that I always talk about is that we're so busy a lot of the times filling other people's buckets that we neglect our own. And that takes a huge toll on our mental health. It's very like emotionally and mentally taxing on ourselves to constantly be reassuring others that they're going to be okay, their things are going to be okay, and helping other people out that we don't help ourselves. So I feel like that's probably where I would start. In that aspect. And do you think, like, a person who has not necessarily ignored mental health, but, like, cast it to the wayside, what if they had a mental health disorder, or how would you go about, like, how do you think they would go about taking that kind of news? Like, figuring out that they have one? Yeah, and then they I'm sure they would be in denial. Mm -hmm. They would definitely be in denial because for people that don't understand it, they're not going to understand why they have it. Mm -hmm. And, like, why them? So, I'm sure that would be very difficult. But you were saying at the beginning that you feel like if you have anything, you have bipolar disorder. Mm -hmm. If you feel this way... I know personally because you're my boyfriend that you've never <laughs> you've never went and actually been tested for this. Why do you feel like that is? I want me to be completely honest with you. Yeah. I don't want to <laughs> I just I don't want to hear something else being wrong. Because like in my life I've had a lot of stuff, like you said, 
go wrong, and I don't want that to be another thing just added on. And I know you can perceive it however you want to. You can look at it as like, oh, this is just a part of me, and whatever way I deal with it, that's the way I deal with it, whether it be healthy or not. But I don't know. I just I just don't want that to be another thing added to the plate of everything that goes wrong. <laughs> I feel like, and like I said, I don't know because I'm not a doctor, but I don't feel like you have bipolar disorder. Mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, you've just had some really hard things in your life happen to you that impact the way you react to things. <laughs> um, like I said, I don't know. I'm not a doctor and I'm not trying to diagnose you. I, cause I've been around people who have bipolar disorder and I just personally don't think that, that that's what you're struggling with. Hmm. And I know also you don't like talking to people. You don't like oh, no. the counselor psychologist aspect. And that's something that I wholeheartedly believe in. And this is another thing that's crazy is that I've, you know, advocate for talking to someone, counseling and all that stuff. And he does not for himself. He's never like been against it for other people, but he just himself, he doesn't like it. Oh yeah. I would never go out and say, Oh, well that going to a counselor, well that doesn't work. I just don't, I don't, I feel like to me in my head, I feel like they're just there to listen to you and, to keep it going just to make some money, in my opinion. And, I mean, I respect that. I respect that that's how you feel. And I will also admit that for a long time I tried to push it on you, talking to someone. Because I personally feel like if you find the right person to talk to, it does help you in certain ways. I feel like it, it could be beneficial. Because sometimes just talking to the people that are in our lives, talking to our friends, our family, or our significant other, it doesn't really get everything out because I feel like we subconsciously have this filter and this wall up with people that we know Mm -hmm. that when we get around people we don't know that don't have like, they're kind of, it's it's an unbiased opinion. So I feel like we kind of let down a wall in a weird way, I know that doesn't make sense because why would you put down a wall for a complete stranger? But it does if you think about it because we put this wall up for the people that are in our lives to see us a certain way. Mm-hmm. But if we don't know this person, we don't necessarily care what they think about us. So, Or at least not as much as we do about the people that are in our lives personally. So we put down this wall and we take out the filter and we speak more freely. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel anyway. We're more honest and like, because I've had some experience with counseling, of course, and I found myself speaking on, like, saying stuff that I would probably never repeat to a person that I know. So that that I feel like that is the truth, and I don't know why that is. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like it's sad because I feel like a lot of people don't go because, and this is not, I'm not saying as in you, but I feel like a lot of people don't go because of pride. They feel like they can fix it on their own. They'll figure it out on their own. They don't need someone else to help them. I got one of those people in my life. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 
Well, I feel like I've been wanting to do this for a while. Um, where I get like a panel of people, even though like you do, you know, like I'm, I'm grateful that it's you. I'm not <laughs> saying that I need more people. How dare you? But I just, I've been wanting to do like put a panel together of a bunch of people, like one person that's been diagnosed with something, a person that hasn't, but feels like they do. And someone that doesn't have any mental health stuff and doesn't think that they do just completely unaware, uneducated. So we might do that in the near future because I would like to have um, all types of perspectives on this Mm -hmm. because I know for me, when I got diagnosed with depression a couple years ago, it's like Zach said earlier, it was another thing that I had to add to my plate that was wrong and I didn't know how to take it for a really long time. I didn't know how to deal with it or cope because, you know, you never want to find out that there's something feels like missing from you that makes you that's just what's keeping you from being normal like everyone else because that's exactly what it feels like it's it's like this missing puzzle piece that was never really there for you (laughs) that everyone else got so like to me I would be very very upset if I would like if I learned that I had some type of depression because I don't like not being in control. Yeah. I hate that. And then you have depression or bipolar disorder where your highs are really high and your lows are really low and it's like you can't help that. No. And I don't I hate that. Yeah, it's hard because you feel like there's this thing that is just happening and no one asked you permission. Like, is this okay? And it's just kind of there. So I guess we're about to end this, but I want to ask you like one last question and just give me a short answer because yeah, a short not answer, not a novel. <laughs> um, because I would like this, this part to carry over into another podcast, a different mm. episode. Um, so you being someone that doesn't, that hasn't been diagnosed with any mental health stuff, dating someone that has been diagnosed with depression and anxiety, and you being my significant other, is there anything that you feel like you have learned since being with me for these a little over three years? Do you feel like like any anything at all that you've learned or taken from this experience? Well. Whenever we first started, first started our relationship, um, I looked up a bunch of different anxieties, and I read up on them, um, and I learned that there's like whenever somebody says anxiety, it's a broad term, mm-hmm. and you have a bunch of different ones like social anxiety, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. and. Like bipolar disorder. I thought bipolar disorder was your run-of-the-mill, I'm mad, now I'm upset, now I'm happy. And it's not. Mm-hmm. And, and I realized that it's like you told me that something like a mental health disorder that you have, mm-hmm. you've 
learn to grow with it as a person. And I've never seen somebody do that before. Well, thanks. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. Yeah, I definitely feel like it's been it's been a struggle because if you if you're out there and you're listening and you have depression or anxiety or any other mental health stuff, um, you know that relationships, whether they be platonic or romantic, are complicated and difficult when it when it comes to being mixed with you know, like a mental health disorder. So, yeah. But I want to thank you for doing this with me, even though you really didn't have a choice. No, but thank you for having me on. This was fun. Yes, and he will be back because, like I said, I would like to continue this aspect of the conversation. And thank you guys for listening. Do you have anything else you want to say before we go? Um, stay safe out there with COVID. Okay, yeah. Be safe. <laughs> Wear your mask six feet apart. Love you guys.